0: I, uh, enjoy podcasting.
1: It is my life. How many marshmallows do you have in your house right now? Do
0: you ever do Mad Dog 2020?
1: Women talk to dumb people every day, Jared.
0: Yeah, maybe they can fix that in editing. Hello.
1: I don't know if genius means what you think it means. Searching Searching for Rick. Rick. Okay, but the first thing we're going to do at the top of every episode is we are going to do a follow-up of the previous episode. Gotcha. So our previous episode, for all of our listeners who happen to skip it and they'll want to go back and listen to it, was searching for Rick Moranis. And Jared gave us the whole download where Rick is, so go back and watch episode one if you missed it. But there were a couple things we said in there I did a little more research on. So one of one of the things is neither of us actually knew how to say the plural form of the word moose.
0: What is the plural form of Moose?
1: Moose. <sighs> <laughs> then Jared, we, we we were talking about Rick Moranis. We, mm-hmm. of course, went on and on about Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And Jared made a comment that that was probably Disney's biggest movie ever. So it wasn't even close.
0: I, I'm sure it, it's not. Avatar. It was
1: not. released in 1989 in the yeah. box office. It did well. It was $222 million. It was a
0: blockbuster hit.
1: Right. Right. Which is equivalent to you know four hundred sixty million today, or two thousand nineteen mm-hmm. dollars. Nobody's done anything for twenty twenty dollars because twenty twenty dollars are much less than two thousand nineteen dollars. And then for reference, the new Lion King that was released in two thousand nineteen did one point yeah. six billion dollars. I made a comment at some point that there were not a lot of leading female roles in the early two thousands for women. You made a comment about the two female lead leading ladies that I guess were the only two you could think of, Meryl Street and Catherine Zeta-Jones, um, just dominating all the female-led roles in the yeah. early 2000s. But I couldn't find a lot of facts around any of that. What I did find was three films that were released in the early 2000s that had leading ladies, neither of which were Catherine Zeta-Jones and, and Meryl Street. The Incredibles, Elastigirl, she wasn't the lead, but she was a lead.
0: I thought we meant real people.
1: Pride okay. and Prejudice, the remake. Who was in that? Kira Night- Knightley. Yeah. She was Elizabeth Bennett. That was in 2005. i never seen anything. And then Legally Blonde, Reese Witherspoon in 2001.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of her, t- of her TV, TV work, for sure. And the movie Fear. I don't know if you ever saw the movie Fear. Yes, that movie.
1: of course. Oh, yeah, That's such a good movie. It's, it is. It's creepy, good. Reese Witherspoon is also doing a lot of work around empowering women in film and storytelling yes. and stuff like that right now. I watched her.
0: I watched her on a uh, when she interviewed uh, Laura Dern. It wasn't really an interview; they were just kind of talking on, on IG Live. And they were talking about females in movies, and, like their, fav- they f- their favorite female leading lady roles. And one of them brought up this Meryl Streep movie that I need to check out because it's on HBO. Did they to-
1: even mention Catherine Zeta Jones? No, they didn't. That one time. Uh, interesting. Not one time.
0: I think this is the second episode where I've shout out Meryl Streep. Last episode, I think they did, they did the
1: same. Thing. Oh yeah, you'll get Meryl Streep and Disney will be sponsoring this podcast. Oh man,
0: I'm telling you, those are the only corrections that needed to be made. The,
1: well, no, we got we have okay, now we get down further into what we were discussing your Instagram stories, and if people remember, we were talking about Taco Tuesday. You had done a poll on hard shell, soft chill tacos. Yes. I will not rehash the whole thing, but um, one of the comments you made. Because I said tacos are just like tiny burritos, and he said, "Ah, correction! Burritos have to have beans." I looked that up.
0: Burritos don't have to have beans.
1: No, they can include beans, but do not require beans in order to be called a burrito.
0: Beans are optional on a burrito, but exactly, average, you order a burrito. Can I just have a burrito, please? Thank you. They're going to put beans on it unless you say no beans.
1: Fair enough, but these are sweeping statements you're making, so I'm just correcting them. For Is that the a sweeping that. statement?
0: Because when you order a burrito, like I have a frozen burrito in my uh, freezer, I bet you it's got beans in it because it's a burrito.
1: Sure. So saying that most have beans is different than saying you must have beans.
0: Having had Mexican restaurant experience, I would say that I don't – I have served burritos without beans before.
1: Yes, you have. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, we should just close that chapter. Okay, moving on. Um, we talked about crazy things people eat. And one of the things I mentioned was something called PICA. I said incorrectly, PICA is when people eat clay (laughs) because they're lacking some sort of nutrient deficiency. So they could eat clay. That could be one of the things they eat, but people with the disorder PICA compulsively eat items that have, it says no nutritional value actually. A person with pickup might eat relatively harmless items, such as ice, or they might eat potentially dangerous items, like flakes of dried paint or pieces of metal.
0: I used to eat soap when I was a kid. They would tell you, I'm going to wash your mouth out with soap, and I was like, oh, I wonder what soap really tastes like, and so I
1: Did you not ever get your mouth washed out with soap?
0: No, that wasn't oh, a I reason. did. I did. Really?
1: One That's time, it. I distinctly remember, and I said a cuss word, but I didn't know. I had no idea it was a cuss word, so I felt completely shocked that I got in trouble. So we're at dinner and my little brother at that point was probably two, maybe. He's like eating and my mom was, you know, telling him to do something. And I said, Mom, he's just a chicken fucker. <laughs> well my mother grabbed me up, marched me upstairs, and I remember her getting the bar of soap, getting it wet and sticking it in my mouth. I can still remember like it gritting on my teeth on the way back out, like, oh that's gross. It's really gross. Okay, are we ready to launch into who we're searching
0: yes, for? Yes, I've forgotten who are we who who are we talking about? I don't even okay, remember. Okay,
1: we are talking about Lavar Burton, lesser known as Lavardis Robert Martin Burton Jr.
0: It's always a state.
1: which is a lot. That's a mouthful of a name. Um, so Lavar Burton for Lavardis. <laughs> Those of you that that name does not ring a bell, most every child in the 80s grew up hearing LeVar Burton on Reading Rainbow. Getting excited me. about books. That
0: theme song is what got me excited. Take a
1: look. It's in a book. A reading rainbow.
0: So you know who sang the theme song, right? Who? Shaka Khan.
1: That was not in my research.
0: All uh, right. Yeah, wow,
1: that's very exciting. I learned oh. that
0: a while ago. I mean, I, okay. I, le- I looked up theme songs, and a lot of famous people have sung, like particularly black shows. Famous people have sung, fame. a lot of
1: famous theme songs.
0: But yeah, Shaka Khan did the uh, Reading Rainbow theme song.
1: So our pal Lavar
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, was actually born in Germany. Huh. His, his father was in the in the army, in the
0: military. It, yeah, a lot of people yeah. I know are born. I have another friend of mine who's born in Germany.
1: Uh, he, oh, really. He, Yeah, Um, He later was raised in California, but I thought it was interesting that Mm -hmm. he was born in Germany. Um, And he originally wanted to become a priest. And then while he was in the seminary, he read books by various philosophers that, of course, I can't believe they had those books in seminary because it, it totally doesn't follow the doctrine they're teaching. Anyway, so he started to realize that a lot of these philosophers thinking... Um, worked against his Catholic beliefs. And so that how could Catholicism be the only true religion if there were all these other beliefs out there? Anyway, he, you know, kind of used books to expand his horizon, which would later play into Mm. his debut into our lives. And then he went on, he graduated from USC with a theater degree. Uh. So he dropped out of seminary. I'm out of here. Went to USC, got a theater degree He was in a fraternity, which I know you feel strongly about. These
0: is it a black fraternity or a white fraternity? Sigma
1: Alpha Mu. How would I know?
0: I would tell you because I know all the black ones. That's not a black one.
1: Now here's a question: How, How do you just know black fraternities because they say we are a black fraternity? If a white, if a white male wanted to go to that fraternity, would they not accept them?
0: Initially, it was just black members, and then like you know, later on, as civil rights progress and as we all become more free um you know more and more different people and different cultures just like in hbcus um different people from different cultures started attending or started participating in the fraternities and sororities um just like just like there's lots of people from different cultures that attend now hbcus which is not an, an oddity anymore like morehouse had a valedictorian that was white uh, a few years ago so i mean you know th- there's lots of you know, people from different cultures who are uh, part of the H B experience, whatever that may be, whether it's black colleges or black fraternities and sororities. So, I mean, while we are still considered historically black, because yeah, that's how it started as a as an all black right. fraternity and sorority. Right. So, yeah, th- th- I think that's just the name that they are given at this point. Um,
1: Do you think that a historically black fraternity or any group? is more open to accept members that like are indian and hispanic over white
0: i think what the thing is is the acceptance of it all is like when if black people accept you and say hey yes you can join our fraternity cuz they don't just let every white person in that join that they want to join i'm sure um or a hispanic person or asian person or whatever um i mean you have to have that it in order to be accepted or whatever. I mean, that's some, you can be, that's um, talking about black people too. I mean, there's, they don't just let anybody in. It's exclusivity is kind of, you know. Well,
1: whole. that's the point of fraternity, right? Fraternity yeah. so, is that exclusive. And to the, one, the community to work, sorry. And the community. Yeah, work.
0: To one, be exclusive and to two, also not be black. Uh, I mean, well, actually, to be exclusive, you know, to, 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 for them to pick you exclusively and to be black, I mean, that's pretty expected. Because it's a historically black fraternity, but to be exclusively picked and be non-black, it, it, it does mean a lot, especially yeah. right now, because it's just a lot of people who just aren't a lot of white people or a lot of people who are of other colors, even that are not black, that just don't look at black fraternities and sororities because they think literally it's just a bunch of black people sitting around talking about how much they hate other cultures or whatever, which is just not the case. They like to the party. and They like to go do civic events. So, I mean, which is
1: exactly what every other fraternity is
0: exactly. right it all stems from you know segregation and and racism and um and uh, slavery and all that you know awful stuff you know from our past we it, it it's it's a, it's like it's embedded in our culture in all of our cultures particularly in fraternities and sororities though like when you speak on white yeah. fraternities a lot of them to this day are exclusive to where like okay well you can let one black person in or
1: Oh, I'm sure. I don't, I, I, that can of worms, I, I don't even want it. Yeah, it's the
0: worst. I've been to, uh, I bet like a friend of mine's cousin was in a white fraternity on Georgia Tech's campus. I know it sounds really nerdy, but it was a white, it was a big white fraternity, Pi Kappa Alpha, um, at, their, at their fraternity on Georgia Tech campus. And they had a party and we went there and we drank and whatever. And the police showed up at the end. Of course, I was too old for them to come and arrest me. They clearly knew that I was
1: there's you. the 40 year old there like he's cool. clearly
0: not the assailant did here. you
1: buy all this beer for all these children sorry, sorry.
0: <laughs> guilty I'm just checking in I'm a son I'm sorry
1: yeah
0: <laughs> uh, and so they go and they tackle this black kid though who wasn't even at the party or something and it's just like why are y'all um, still doing this? Like, why are y'all still pointing out? At- and then, like, nobody's helping him saying, no, no, it's not him or whatever. Which it's is, like,
1: on Tech Campus, which even doing is.
0: doing anything. It was not even, like, a. Right. I
1: don't even know. I don't know the diversity on Tech Campus. But, like, right. it's way more diverse than UGA Campus, where I went. Yeah, I I'm imagine. sure it's
0: in town. It's in Atlanta. So, it might be a little bit more diverse. But you'd be surprised.
1: Craziness. So, yeah, I guess he was in a white fraternity then.
0: Yeah, I never heard of it, so I think... In California.
1: Um, and then after that, his first major role was on Roots. As That's his first major role.
0: Yes. Yeah. Now, that movie is so beloved in um, in the Black community. Like, my parents made me sit down and watch, and watch every Roots. episode of Roots. It's, it's It was a miniseries. Right, and so we had to sit down and watch every single episode. And what did it
1: air on, like a public, like CBS?
0: Yeah, oh, CBS. It was like a major, okay. major network,
1: major network. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: And so, I mean, it came out back in the '70s, though, or whatever. So, like, right. was, I, I, we weren't around when it came out, but um, I, that's why I first saw. Maybe that's not even where I first saw him. I think when I was growing up, I first saw him on Reading Rainbow, and then my parents later on made me sit down and watch Roots. Watch and it. Yeah.
1: Well. My parents are- all the Kunta Kinte reference I just know from Coming to America, Eddie Murphy references it. Um, oh, hey, it's Kunta Kinte
0: in the barbershop, That's <laughs> what yeah. they call in the
1: barber shop. That's what they call. That's funny how people remember that.
0: <laughs> don't know the reference, yeah. So, so you, you only know that reference, that name Kunta Kinte from that movie, from like yes. Coming to America. Interesting. I mean, I, I, I find it. You know, maybe it's just because it's just not on white people's radar. But
1: But then the other thing here you have to think about, especially in the seventies, how much, I mean, how much television was there out there that represented you? Whereas like, there was plenty of television out there that represented me, you know, and not that I didn't, I should have, you know, been exposed to roots or other things, but you know, like your, parents your parents probably They had it on
0: VHS and we were like, What the hell you is you need Ruth to
1: see this, this because this is important because you need They've to see like you need to be VHS. able to see a reflection of yourself mm-hmm. somewhere, which yeah. is so important for all kids as they're growing up. So
0: it is. But it's like is there a historical white movie that your parents make you sit down and watch and say, This is our history, watch it?
1: Oh and yeah, it, Jared, it's, Jared it's it's sound the like, music. I know every word to sound the music.
0: Oh God. Oh, did, are you the hills? did you guys did everybody escape to the hills? I hope so. I <laughs> I'm hope
1: trying so. to think of uh my parents didn't really educate through film. <laughs> really? Or television. No, that wasn't really a... There's a lot of historical
0: movies for black people. So like it's not that not that those movies raised us, but they definitely helped our parents raise us.
1: <laughs> right.
0: right. I mean, just if that makes sense. It's like, you know. Definitely watching on, you know, film or TV, your history. Because, you know, Black history is a really relatively newer history than most, you know, other civilizations. I mean, you can consider African history, but I mean, that's not the same thing as Black history, which is the history of the African. American. To America yeah, right, 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 living right. In America, that's a whole right. nother, like, that's a whole nother uh group of people so uh, that's a very small it's a very short history so far so i mean we are we we have done so much in that short period of time who you know but nonetheless it's just we gotta uh we have a lot of it just portrayed on screen and roots is definitely that main one that everybody kind of just goes back to so like, if you had kids now
1: what now. would you if you had to pick something more current let's say that's out there now what would you use as a tool <sighs> is there anything out there
0: to 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 show what like to, to show the uh well, the, what
1: did the, you learn from roots
0: it, what do you feel like roots is the diaspora experience the whole you know being captu- uh, uh, captured captured in slavery and brought over across. Right. The I mean, ocean. there's
1: plenty of stuff going on right now. Obviously, right? I mean, there's there's so much profiling going on. There's so much, yeah, um, injustice for the black community that's going on. There's so this. So you're, this you thinking, do you think
0: of like a current issue that?
1: Well, I'm trying to think of something. Powerful? I'm just thinking of current content. Yeah. That, or President Obama have to
0: be. will probably, be a, probably will probably be historical. I would say to some extent.
1: Yes, that is a big, excuse me, fucking deal.
0: It is a big fucking deal. It is. I just feel like a lot of people think like, oh, yeah, President Obama became president, so uh, racism... No longer exists. Like, I feel no. like a lot of people in this country. That no, so, no. was the end of racism, was when President Obama, Obama uh, took office. But it only and made guess things-
1: what? Everybody learned their lesson in 2016. <laughs> <that wasn't laughs> it only became
0: problem. worse. And mm-hmm. it's only become worse now into the cesspool yeah. we are in yeah.
1: now. What it uh, should I'm show sure. all of us is that there is hope, though, somewhere in there. Yeah. I think what we're, we've learned in the last four years, or what we continue to learn every day, is that everybody has many layers and there's a lot of people that, you know, didn't feel like they were heard and are now screaming at all of us louder than we ever wanted to hear. And they're all over the place. There's people all over the place. Yeah. And they're making some of us realize that there is still a problem. And it wasn't that the Obama presidency made you feel like it was eradicated, if you will, but it did put it to the back of your mind a little bit of, we're going to make progress here. Like this is progress. Right. Whereas, you know, since 2016, it's gone, Oh no, it's going to be a lot harder than we thought. You know what I mean? It. There was kind of yeah. this, like, we're moving in the right direction with that. All my opinion, of course, with Obama's presidency. And now it's like, you know, s- several, not just steps back, but let's go with millennia back. <laughs> And wow. having to yeah. kind of start the conversation back over.
0: Anyway. Yeah. If we could just start all over. That'd be the <laughs> we,
1: we may well be doing that.
0: <laughs> I know. Is that going to be this? Is, I mean, somebody, I, I heard some report recently say the coronavirus is going to be around forever. So I was, I, I was like thinking to myself, well, maybe this is it. This is going to be, this is us wiping ourselves out. And then like, we, we got to start over again. Like we've already screwed it I up. I mean, before. it
1: is, I mean, it is, it, it is going to be around like, so at least in the near future, having to figure out how you move through life. They said forever. so. Yeah, they said forever.
0: <laughs> they literally said forever, and I was like, oh, okay. Could be around forever.
1: Yep. Anyway, on a lighter note, Lavar Burton. <laughs> um, we'll
0: be sick forever. Uh, the end. But Reading Rainbow.
1: Reading Rainbow, a little joy in all our lives at a young age. So, obviously, after The Roots, he went on to host and produce the PBS children's series Reading Rainbow. Yes. Butterfly in the sky. And then, around the same timeline, he also performed a lead role as the lieutenant commander- Jordy LaForge. Oh, Am I yeah, saying that Le right? Oh, Star Trek. Do you remember? It? He had like a recurring. I didn't
0: watch Star Trek, but I knew he was I didn't the guy. With the little Star Trek guy. The Next
1: Generation. Yes. Yeah.
0: Which was a long, exactly. uh, that was a long running franchise. They made a lot of movies and everything. So he was in a lot of those movies yeah. based off the Star Wars franchise. I mean, Star Trek. Star Trek. See, I'm a Star Wars fan, fan and we always mix up the two.
1: Oh. Between Star Trek. If you're a fan Trek of one, what? you
0: say, yeah, if you're a fan of Star Trek, you end up calling Star Wars Star Trek. And if you're a fan of Star Wars, you end up calling Star Trek Star Wars
1: um yeah you sorry that, that was so geeky i couldn't even hear it
0: somebody gets it
1: so one thing i couldn't there were con- some conflicting dates here so one article said that reading rainbow was went off the air in 2006 but another said it was canceled in 2009 so i'm not i'm a little fuzzy on the dates but let's 2009? go
0: nine wow somewhere
1: between 2006 2009 that's three years just- difference but Maybe 2006, they were told they were being canceled. and actually went off the air in 2009. I don't know. But the reason it was canceled, per this article, I'll go ahead and say, was, well, first of all, at that time, Reading Rainbow was the most used television resource in our nation's classroom. So teachers used it. Librarians, I'm sure, used it. Everybody used it, right? And it was canceled due to this program called No Child Left Behind. Do you remember when they started that?
0: Oh, George Bush.
1: Because the government policy made a choice between teaching the rudiments of reading, which is what No Child Left Behind was, versus fostering a love for reading. Yeah, the content. So like, we don't give a shit if you love reading. You've got to read. Comprehend it. Yeah. But when that happened, um, LeVar and his business partner acquired the rights through their own company, Kids, K-I-D-Z, and they released an iPad app, which is a pretty smart pivot on their part. So in 2014, he and, and several of the Reading Rainbow alums started a Kickstarter to bring back Reading Rainbow. Oh, wow. And it raised $5 million in three days. LeVar also has a podcast, so we should have him on our podcast so he can promote his part really? of the podcast. It's a little dim- different demographic, and I'm pretty sure there's no cursing. Um, it's called Lavar Burton Reads, and it's for children. <laughs> oh. But it's good because that's probably a great one to listen to in the car with your kids. He so. does have his own website where people can check out everything he's doing too. So LeVarBurton.com. And he has been doing like live reading on there during COVID, and I'm sure he's on Instagram and that sort of thing. Too.
0: Yeah, he's on YouTube for sure. I've seen his YouTube channel.
1: So that's a wrap on Lavar. So what happened on your Instagram this week?
0: Oh, uh, the, one of the questions was, should men who raise a kid by themselves be recognized on Mother's Day? Right. And so the majority said no, of course. And a few people said yes.
1: But, I mean, um, I think that the thing is, recognized by whom? By their children? Sure. Recognized. Yeah, like, themselves? yes, here's a card absolutely. on Mother's Day.
0: Yeah, because I feel like you, you were like a mother to me.
1: I don't really feel strongly. Like, how do you identify? Do you just want to be celebrated? Be celebrated. Like, I don't yeah. care. I feel like um, on the day,
0: if if there was a parade father, from you Day, you're not going to be participating in the parade, sir.
1: Father's Day is just around the corner.
0: Yes, and then, but then there are women who want to be celebrated. Said, "I'm, I was his father. I was her <laughs> father." You know. Those there, well, I don't know why I did the black and again. Like if
1: no, you did, it People was amazing. Um, <laughs> um, you know, again, if you are hell bent on getting celebrated on Mother's Day or Father's Day, go for it. I mean, if you're just yeah. that wacky aunt that feels like you were more than a mother to a niece or nephew, get in there, get in that parade. Don't you
0: know, expect to be called Happy Mother's Father's Day.
1: It takes or, a village or, or, a happy, or Happy All Y'all Day, all y'all. yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. But like, it's gonna be called that for two different months though like yep. no
1: all y'all raising them babies just there's a mothers in. day and
0: there's a fathers day if you were if you're a woman or if you identify as a woman and you raise the child then you'll be celebrated on mothers day if you are a man or if you identify as a man and you raise a child you will be identified on fathers day
1: the right end. i mean i think that people get a little too wrapped up in it it's the whole point of the holiday is to sell some cards and some flowers yeah,
0: and it's all just marketing things. Same thing as Valentine's Day and Halloween. But it
1: does. It's all, I think it's not a bad idea to stop and say thank you every now and again.
0: But I feel like everybody <laughs> has to do that with gifts. And that was another thing I noticed on IG, too, is everybody got their mom. Or if you were a mom and you're, you're on IG, you showed off the gifts that you got. And it's like, why do we get still get gifts? And it's like everybody's just literally –
1: like, so that's
0: not a thing. Gifts. It's like AirPods and it's, and it's, and it's, uh. Oh no, no. Perso-
1: what kind of really basis? rich friends do you have?
0: I wonder if white people get Yeti, if white people get Yeti, um, that's all they get is like Yeti, uh, advertisements on is that a
1: white person? Is that, that's a white person It's definitely you. a white
0: person thing. Yeti so, brand. White people. I did not know about it until white people. I'll say Until that white
1: people. Um, do black people have a, uh cooling cup or warming cup Yeah, or? we have
0: yetis now thanks to you guys
1: i'm wondering if i mean most of this stuff obviously became hip after it was actually a utility so it yeah. probably was yeti coolers which are really really good coolers were originally created for the use of white fishermen or something yes. not white fishermen we're gonna say fishermen and in this certain area of the world white where people fish they end up being white.
0: They need those kind of thermoses that stay cold and stay hot. No, the
1: coolers.
0: Oh the coolers are a big And then deal, they I
1: started think. making thermoses later to like expand their brand. This is me guessing. We're gonna research this. Oh, okay. but I'm about just about saying, saying this is
0: more stuff white people only know. They know they they know that the brand I'm started just
1: making coolers. I'm just making up that. I know,
0: but still I was if you were right, I was gonna be like, oh of course you know this because
1: So, and they have huge ones too. So if you ever need to like transport a frozen body
0: or put a body
1: on ice.
0: I would usually chop it up before I put it on ice though.
1: Would you? Yeah. You chop it up and then put it on ice?
0: You kill them, then you chop it
1: get? How would you get rid of a dead body?
0: I mean, whatever uh, Dexter did basically. Right. Like like, if you want to learn how to be a killer and dump a body, you watch that show. When you embalm a body, doesn't it still stink at some point, or it's not supposed to, right?
1: It's not supposed to. I think it just um, aids; it does some; it slows the decomposition process so yeah, that it's not.
0: Turn but
1: you still decompose.
0: Yeah, do, 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 do you do still turn to skeletons, but I don't know. Like, do you smell still?
1: I don't know. I don't know. We're gonna have to look that up. That's weird. Because I feel My, like if
0: you go, if that's the case, when you go to a graveyard, you should be able to smell bodies. I don't know.
1: No, because caskets, if they just buried them... No, they're
0: all caskets, though.
1: What, like the cheap like, ones don't seal well? Or like
0: older caskets, you know, older caskets weren't built to... Well, it
1: all decompose, but the idea is the body would have decomposed well before the casket does. It's true. That's why you spend that big money on those caskets.
0: I know. That's why, like, I don't want to die. Like, I don't want to be put in the casket. Like, y'all can just um, cremate me. Like, I don't want...
1: How do you About know your body will ever be found?
0: First of all, that, <laughs> that, his body was never found. <laughs> that's that's why it's gonna be just a tribute. Like it's gonna be my portrait, like at the front of the church and like in the, you know, right in front of the pulpit and
1: like a big glamour shot will blow it up real big. Put roses all around it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was fun. I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed <laughs> talking about LeVar
1: Burton. All right. Well, we will just wrap on the next episode.
0: From the makers of those Asian screens, when you're single living in an apartment...